Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Love to Learn English podcast. My name is Rich, and today I'm joined by my lovely guest, Amina. Amina is from Iran, and she's currently working as a radiologic technologist. She's working to help fight the coronavirus, something which I'm very proud of her for doing. In today's episode, we are going to discuss her involvement. At the end, we're also going to cover some key vocabulary items for the coronavirus. Hey, Amina, how are you? Hey, Richard, how are you? I'm fine. Very good, too. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. It's really great to have someone on the show that is so knowledgeable about this uh, subject. So, thank you. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Great. So, first of all, please just tell me what it is that you do for a job. Um, okay. I, uh, for the time being, I'm working at Masih Danishvari Hospital that has recently become one of the biggest centers uh, taking care of patients with confirmed COVID-19 infection. And we have almost five wards dedicated to and dedicated exclusively to patients with suspected infection and you're working as a radiologic technologist is that correct yeah right yes that's right and what what is that exactly um, a radiologic technologist is someone who works under the supervision of a physician, physician called a radiologist, and helps uh, them with specific tasks. Um, uh, actually, a radiologic technologist is supposed to complete a wide variety of tasks every day. For example, setting up and operating CT, MRI, or X-ray machines. Plus, they are required to gather high-quality images and data. Uh, in fact, they are trained to recognize a clear, accurate image versus one that is not. And besides, they should help patients uh, prepare for the procedure. For instance, they make sure that patients remove all of their jewelry and also warn patients about potential risks and dangers to their health. And they must work to protect patients um, from any unnecessary risks to their health by providing a leash sheet when necessary and taking any other appropriate measures. What, what did you say they provide? They provide them with? Uh, lead sheets. Uh, what is that? Sorry. For example, um, is a layer... Uh, that is uh, covered by lead that uh, oh lead uh, the body lead. do you mean lead? lead oh it is lead yeah the, okay. the spelling so this is <laughs> sorry <laughs> this is a very uh, yeah so let me just explain because this is a, quite an interesting and common mistake so you have the verb to lead to lead which means mm -hmm. to for, for other people to follow you for example like a mm -hmm. a, a leader but we also mm -hmm. have the material lead, lead. Uh -huh. so, so lead is material. Mm -hmm. And lead is a type mm -hmm. of heavy metal. It's very dense. Mm -hmm. Its atomic number, I think, is 82, for anyone who's into mm -hmm. <laughs> science here. <laughs> um, chemistry. <laughs> chemistry. Yes. 
so that's the but the spelling is the same. So the confusion okay. happens because of this, but the vowel sound is different. So once again, the mm -hmm. metal is lead, and the lead. verb okay. is to lead. To lead. Okay. <laughs> okay. How does radiation work? Actually, X-rays are a form of uh, ionizing radiation that can pass through solid objects, including um, human tissues, and penetrate different objects, more or less, according to their density. And uh, to obtain an X-ray image of a part of the body, a patient is positioned, so the part of the body being X-rayed is between the source of the X-ray and an X-ray detector. And as the X-ray passes through the body, images appear in shades of black and white, depending on the type of tissue the X-ray passes through. For example, the calcium in your bones makes them denser, so they absorb more um, radiation and appear white on x-rays x-ray films uh, thus uh, bone is broken the fracture will appear as a dark area within the lighter bone on an x-ray film okay so the so yeah the you have different colors depending on the density of the material that the x-ray passes through is that correct exactly exactly okay. Very interesting. What are the possible side effects of radiation treatment then? What can go wrong? Um, um, radiation does have some risks to consider, but it is also important to remember that x-rays can help detect disease or injury at early stages so the ailment can be treated appropriately. Uh, sometimes x-ray testing can be life-saving. Um, the risk from x-rays comes from the ra radiation they produce, which can harm living tissues. And this risk is uh, relatively small, but it increases uh, with uh, cumulative exposure. That is, the more you are exposed to radiation over your lifetime, the higher your risk of harm from the radiation. And there is a slight uh, increased risk of developing cancer later in life after X-ray exposure. And besides, um, X-rays have been linked to uh, cataracts, cataracts in the eyes and the skin burns, but only at extremely high levels of radiation. Although um, contrast agents are used, there might be other side effects like um, vomiting, the stomach cramps, or allergic reactions like um, skin redness or fast heartbeat and the like. Okay, um, I just want to talk about two words you use there as well, very quickly for the listeners. Okay. So you use the word accumulative. Accumulative means to gather together or acquire mm -hmm. an increasing number or quantity of something. So yes. accumulative means that if, in this sense, means that if you're having multiple x-rays then the risks can be higher yeah that's what you mean yes. right so um right. okay and then the second word that you used here that i would quickly like to discuss was cataract so being in the medical profession i guess you know what a cataract cataract is but for our mm -hmm. listeners they might not be so sure so what is an eye cataract okay um 
a medical condition that causes the lens of your eye to become wide so that you slowly lose your sight. Mm. I don't want that. <laughs> no, no, thank you. <laughs> does not sound good. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, it was it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I hope you don't give people these. <laughs> no, at the hospital. we don't. I just said it's only at extremely high levels of exposure of radiation. Okay. You know? Okay, please yes. not for not for me. I don't want this. <laughs> okay, so um, I want to talk about your involvement with the coronavirus. Then, so how are you using this technology to combat the coronavirus? Um, actually, X-rays and especially CT scan plays a crucial role in detecting patients infected with COVID-19 at early stages. And that's the point. The sooner a pe- person becomes aware of their disease, the less people he or she will transmit the virus to. And x-rays uh, reveal the heart effect um, damage the coronavirus does to the lungs. It shows how the virus fills the lungs with sticky mucus that makes it hard to breathe as there is little space remaining for fresh air to enter. Yes, and just to clarify one of those words here, mucus. So mucus mm-hmm. is... It's a layer that uh, cover a thick liquid produced in parts of your body, such as your nose. As your nose, yes. Another word for this that's not so nice in English might be snot or even boogies, <laughs> right? So... <laughs> Those are the words that maybe kids would use to describe this, but technically it's called mucus. Uh, the other word you used here to describe the mucus was sticky. Sticky is an adjective, and sticky yes. means that things will stick to it. So uh, an yes. example of this would be, for example, something very sugary. You know, if you get sugar mm-hmm. on your hands, your hands stick together, it's difficult to move them apart. Honey, for example, exactly. very sticky. Mm, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. If you put your hand in honey, you might not get your hand out. <laughs> right? It will be <laughs> t- together, like Winnie the Pooh. I don't know if you <laughs> yeah. do. Do do you know Winnie the Pooh? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, Winnie the Pooh would put his hand in some sticky honey, but in this case here, it's the mucus inside the body that becomes yes. sticky. Not very sticky. nice. Mm-hmm. So what, what results have you had so far? Have you had some positive results in the hospital? Um, uh, unfortunately, no. And the findings that makes us, uh, makes us strongly suspect that we are dealing with a COVID-19 infection uh, are the ground glass pattern areas which even in the initial stages affect both lungs, in particular the lower lobes and posterior segments. And these findings are present on chest CT in practically 50% of patients in the first two days. And for this in Iran, CT is being used um, as a screening uh, or a diagnostic method. Okay. Uh, So... 
I know there's a lot of negativity about the coronavirus as well, but I've actually seen many beautiful things, including people like yourself working very hard to help combat this. I think it it really is amazing how hard Mm -hmm. medical staff around the world are working. Has there been anything very positive that you've seen as a result uh, in the recent months? Um, personally speaking, I believe this tiny creature, let's say, um, has had some po- um, positive points um, in its favor. Um, it has make um, it has made people think that how much some simple things like um, I don't know holding your partner's hand or intimate gatherings can be enjoyable. And the thing that warms my heart and uh, lifts my spirits really. Uh, is that to see how uh, compassionate, sympathetic, and caring are Iranian people. They send us flowers, cookies, and (laughs) uh, energetic letters, and it makes us to stay uh, fresh during the work. Wow, I want some cookies. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing anything, though. I don't deserve any cookies, but... uh, (laughs) No, you deserve it. Is there a way I can send you some cookies? I don't know how that would work. Let, let's talk about this afterwards. If I can send you some cookies, okay. I'd like to to do that because I really do think it's amazing. Like the, I'm so imp- I'm so impressed by the the medical community's response, and uh, yeah, it's really impressive. Really impressive. Uh, something yes. very special. So yeah, we'll talk about that. Maybe I'll try and send you some cookies if we can find a okay. way. But, if not, you have to send me some. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How about that? So just to finish today, I want to talk about some vocabulary related to the coronavirus because since this virus began, there's been a lot of new words that people were not using before specifically related to this virus. So we're going to cover just a few of them in the final part today. The first word I would like to cover is contact tracing. Contact tracing. So contact tracing is the practice of identifying and monitoring individuals who may have had contact with an infectious person. An infectious person being someone who can pass the virus on to someone else. Mm -hmm. So the reason people are doing this is because if you do contact tracing, you can hopefully stop those people spreading it to other people. Is this something that you're doing in your country? Um, unfortunately, we don't have uh, the appropriate um, situation for this. And um, unfortunately, people don't get measures seriously. And they are sitting in the streets and go outside with their family. And um, I don't know what to say about it. Okay, yeah. So uh, it's something that we're doing a bit in the UK, but not that much. It's a very hard thing to do, Mm -hmm. actually. Yeah. The second item I would like to discuss is community spread. So community spread refers to the spread or the distribution of a contagious disease to individuals in a particular geographic location who have no known contact with other infected people or who have not recently traveled to an area where the disease has any documented cases, okay? So that's what community spread refers to. 
There's one final one I would like to outline today, and that's apex. Apex. Now, apex typically means the tip, the point, the highest point. So you could use this in another context. For example, the apex of Mount Everest, the mountain. Now, mm-hmm. that would be the top of the mountain. But with coronavirus, people are talking a lot about when the apex of the virus will happen. And for this reason, mm-hmm. too, you will often see in the news people talking about the need to flatten the curve, flatten the curve. So at the moment, we don't know where the apex will be, where the highest point of cases will be. So that's why we need to stay indoors, socially isolate, to reduce the extent of the apex um, and to flatten the curve. Flatten the curve, meaning to make sure that that apex is not so high, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly, right. So I think that's everything, Amina. But thank you so much for agreeing to do this, and I hope to speak speak to you soon. I hope too. It's, uh, it made me happy to give me that opportunity <laughs> to have a little um, share of work here. And thank you. Oh, thank you. It's been uh, it's been a pleasure. I'll see you soon. Okay. Okay. Take care. Take care and stay home. <laughs> I will. Stay safe. <laughs> I will. <laughs> trust me, I'm not okay. going anywhere. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Thank you guys for listening bye-bye. to another episode. If you want to help support the podcast, you can go to lovetolearnenglish.com where you can find worksheets for the first season that contain the best tips and vocabulary items to help you speak real English the way it's spoken on the streets. You can also follow me on Instagram at lovetolearnenglish. Thank you so much, guys, and see you in the next episode.